What's up, everybody? This is Fury and Cloud. You're about to listen to the first episode of the Game of Zeros podcast. Please keep in mind that this is the first time we're doing anything like this. We kept this episode short, but when it ends, if you could go to gameofzeros.com, there's a link that has a form that you can answer a few questions that'll help us for future episodes. All right, homework. But it'll give you a chance to get some free gifts, so... Come on, let's get your game face on. Yeah, come on, let's do this. Hey everyone, this is Fury and Cloud and welcome to the first ever episode of Game of Zeros, the podcast. With me today is the one and only KTC Esquire. Hi, it's Katie from War Beasts. Basically, just to give you guys a quick overview of what this podcast is going to be about. Originally, I had this idea a while back and I want to just give everybody another form of communication in regards to anything game related. So I thought we'd give it a try. Katie was nice enough to help me with this. What we're going to do is we're going to try to do a show every week we can do any kind of questions we can any kind of event review we can do anything game related we can do so that's the plan here and of course today everybody's talking about the boycott so we're going to go over a few things today about that sure so um i wanted to start by saying that this is not the first boycott that started with networks the reality is is that this is probably the seventh or eighth boycott that's existed but uh, there's sort of a couple of things that I find interesting about this boycott versus the others. Unlike previous boycotts, this started totally organically. It was a really kind of interesting sociological experiment almost in terms of someone opened the app, saw something they didn't like, created a group, and just immediately it filled. Like Within a day, you saw a thousand players enter this group boycott chat all from across different types of guilds all over the world, but at core really have the same concerns associated with the game, which is interesting because when you're talking about a totally free-to-play player versus a huge spender versus someone who played this game for two years versus 20 days, you would think that the things that are plaguing them about the game would be different. But really what I think that shows is that the fundamental issues associated with the game are not new. They've been brought up before, but are really hitting a, a boiling point in a way that is troubling to the community. And, and I should hope also to the developers in terms of the long-term potential of the game. You know, we went through some conversations with a whole different types of people about what they wanted. And at core, I think there's really three fundamental issues that we've identified and have tried to put out a couple of solutions. The first is that the game content team does not play the game. So they do not understand some of the issues associated with playing the game at any type of level. There's balance issues between a pay-to-play player and a free-to-play player. I would say, in my experience, the divide between those two have never been bigger. And broader issues associated with playing the events, they're too long, they're super grindy. But you know, there's also some of the more granular things that you wouldn't even understand unless you played the game in terms of there's graphic issues, there are bugs, there's all sorts of weird testing issues that come up. And a portion of that means that if they just played it more often, they would say when they're designing well, maybe it's not a good idea for us to add all of these graphics because it means every boss I open is going to last 45 seconds longer. Or 
it is actually really ridiculous that I shouldn't be able to use my event relic because it causes it again. It causes, I don't need it. And it means that it's 25 seconds longer. And a portion of that can be solved either by the developers playing the game, which they've been unwilling to do to date, or by actually engaging the community and previewing changes first in a way that there can be actually a feedback process that can be implemented as the game goes live, which would mean that we don't see these chaotic new events or totally groundbreaking meta changes or things like announcing that you're going to end turn delay during GVG, seeing the entire community go up in uproar, and then embarrassingly have to send out a post totally retracting what you had said before. So that's sort of the first fundamental issue. I'd say the second fundamental issue is that you've seen an inflation in the amount of resources you need in order to attain a full event deck or a deck that you can play competitive with at your level. And at the same time, you've seen inflation in terms of the amount of resources you need. You've seen a totally static way in which to actually achieve those rewards. So there's been never, never to date has there been an update to the total amount of gems that you can receive as a result of playing the game. There's been one change to the solo leaderboards, and that was creating a global leaderboard. But at the same time that they did that, they cut the amount of gems that you can get into support of your group in half. So what happened was they've actually decreased the amount of gems that you can achieve unless you're in global. And the reason why that's sort of astounding is that when you think about when they actually created these rewards to begin with, the events at that time had a single pack right? This was not something that you had to have two different types of relics, three different types of cards, or five different types of cards. And at the same time that they're doing that in terms of the amount of gems you need, they're also making other types of resources scarce in a way that you'll need to also use gems to achieve them. So for example, they've now introduced a new type of dust. That dust is both affinity and event specific, which means that if you don't have those cards previously, you need to purchase cards in order to to actually, to, in order to get the Ultra Forge, which is kind of baffling. But I think that at core, what they need to do is both adjust the amount of rewards that we see, but also at the same time reflect on the amount of gems that it actually needs in order to make a competitive deck. And then the third thing that we've sort of highlighted is that the events become super static and grindy in a way that the game should be something that is enjoyable and fun and something you get excited about. There should be some sort of surge of adrenaline when you MVP, but now you don't actually even see people attempting to do that. What you see are things like people asking for a tag button because that's what this game is at the moment, is that who can tag the most things? And what kind of game is that where it's no longer who can most effectively use their cards and do it the quickest, but instead it's who can open and close a boss and click exit the quickest? I mean, that's not a game anymore. Leave aside that the new decks don't require a lot of skill to use. There's really not enough strategy or deviations in the event that encourage new types of strategy. And a portion of that is because, again, going back to the first point of they don't actually play the game, is that when they launch new things, they never go well. And that's because they don't actually have player insight when they do them. But instead, what we should be talking about is Focus on the things they do well, which is the guilds, and figure out a way to make guild and event play more interesting and less grindy 
and a little bit shorter. I would like to know, though, what everybody else thinks. Now, obviously, this isn't live, and this is our first time doing something like this, so I'm going to have to edit this a lot, I'm sure. I want people to reach out. I want people to send a whole bunch of questions, and it can be about anything. Uh, even if I don't have the answer, I'll, I'll be able to find somebody who does. Well, since the topic today uh, mainly is and will only be about the boycott, uh, actually, Katie's got some stuff. Yeah, so I guess the first question people might have is, what does a boycott mean in this context? A boycott and what we are asking people to do is, and I will say this, the first thing at core for this is this is a community-led organic boycott, which means that there is no judgment here. If you choose to spend money during the event, I understand why you want to do that. It's a game. It should be fun. You should be able to play it the way you want to. And so there is no piece of this that involves players judging other players. At the same time, what we're asking people to do is not spend any money starting tomorrow at reset when the event starts. They can play the event exactly how they want. Some people are planning on purchasing both the relic and the free card because both of those things are sort of critical pieces to their deck building. There's no judgment here. From my perspective, what I will be doing is not spending any money. I've asked my players to do the same. But at the same time, I understand that's a personal choice in the same way that I'm not going to demand my players spend money. I'm not going to demand that they not. At the, What I'm hoping to do is saying, at least I'm saying to people, that if you any of these things trouble you about the future of the game, the only real way to engage the developers and the purpose of this is to start a dialogue about why these problems exist and what they are, why they're challenging to us so that we can actually start to move forward to have real action here. And so at the same time, people are planning on playing the event totally normally. It's a Slayer event. Everyone loves Slayer events. You can play it without having to spend money for the most part. And so I think that we can really accomplish something. To date, we have already over 50 guilds who have signed up. So at the same time, we've created a form for you to either sign your name as an individual as an advocate for the boycott or add your guild name. And we'll be sending that list of people who are supporting it to uh, on the forums and posting that more publicly. Um, if you are interested in any of uh, joining any of the groups, um, you can either reach out to me. I'm on the network app, so you can just look for KDC Esquire, um, or you can um, find that we'll post the names of the of the groups on the website also. So um, it shouldn't be too hard to find it. And if you are, have any concerns about the types of issues that we're discussing about, both of us are pretty open to com to talking to people um, and, you know, hearing people out in terms of what they're interested in. Um, I will say that I have a full-time job. So if I don't answer you right away, it's not because I'm not interested. It just means that sometimes I have to do things that are not legendary Game of Heroes related. And so I think that the hope is that starting tomorrow that we'll start um, – really showing to the developers that this is something that they shouldn't take lightly is the main goal, I think, at this point of the boycott, so that we can start engaging on these issues and finding ways that we can f deal with the processes, the core of the issues, so that we don't see these issues, we don't see these types of things continue to um, rot the game. But the thing here is to keep in mind is this is totally voluntary. This is a game. This is this is our entertainment. This is supposed to be our fun. You know, we love this game. We don't want anything to happen to the game or to network or anything like that. But with all these changes and reoccurring issues, we still love the game. We do, but it's not going to work, you know, because I'm a Capricorn and you're fucking nuts.